Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Disgusting. Up the Anyway, welcome to the family with Seventh Heaven. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Officer Dave. And Andy Bernard. You've got them all going, no question about it. So, what's the latest? We were just talking about mortgage rates and all the rest of it. Mortgage rates are coming down. People are wanting to buy houses. Mortgage demand is starting to move up. It is my my belief that uh, sometime in the next, uh, probably the next two years, that mortgage interest rates will be back below 6%, if I can make a prediction. Now, wait a minute. Here. Run that by me again. Sometime within the next two years. Two years. Okay. Uh, mortgage Mortgage interest rates will be down at least 2% from where they are today. And in the grand scheme of things, is that everybody's going to be happy because they're down 2% or is it like when they raise gas prices $2, no, every, it, it, then bring it down a dollar and go look at we rate lowered gas prices? No, people dollar. are going to be very, very happy okay. because if you buy it, if you buy a house today and you're getting a, you're getting an eight, you know, close to an 8%, mm. seven and a half, eight percent mortgage uh, today and two years from now is interest rates start coming down. Uh, oh, look at this. I've got a 6% mm. mortgage uh, today. I will refinance my house or I can buy a different house. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I should say with it going down, if you say if it goes down to 2%, like you're saying, is that still going to be no, higher than what it was? It'll be higher than the interest rate that Tom got on his house or I got on my yeah. house uh, a lot of years ago, or other people got got that. But as interest rates come down, that should uh, start freeing up more inventory on the, yeah. um, <laughs> we'll say, used house market <laughs> or existing house market <laughs> as opposed to the new house market. But demand for houses right now is still still moving up. There are a lot of people, say, in your age age group and mm -hmm. Andy's age group that haven't bought a house 
or have had a smaller house. Now they're having larger <laughs> families. They need a bigger house. Yep. And there could also be people in my age group that say, geez, you know, we have a, a you know, our older house, but our grandkids live elsewhere. We're going to buy a bigger house just so when the grandkids come, they have a place to stay. Yeah. So that that could be a boost for the housing market or continued strength in the housing market uh, going forward. If I were to translate that uh, into the stock market and look at some of the new home builders uh, that that exist, whether it's a Toll Brothers, a D.A. Chorton, um, or others that uh, um, during this time period, at least their stock prices have held have held in, and they have been, we'll say, considered leaders. Okay. I have to do do a little caveat. Not everything that I talk about on this this program is going to be <laughs> suitable for you. Yep. Please make sure that you contact your financial advisor, someone like me, um, before you make any investment decisions. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Markets are always changing. Now we can go back and talk about some specific uh, companies. So we had the yeah. little have to throw the little disclaimer. Oh there. yeah, no, you're not a uh, just hand you twenty bucks and you turn it into two thousand overnight. No, it, it'll be a few nights. Yeah, <laughs> it's a few nights with that. Um, but uh, I know Tom had asked me the other day about about the economy that you know he's he's been talking to a lot of people that seem to seem to seem to feel that the economy is going to go in the tank or yeah, a lot of things are things are that. very, very bad. And I think I've mentioned before on this program, my shopping center or shopping center parking lot indicator as a measure of of the strength of the of the economy. Um, the people are still out spending money. Now, it might not be. It might not be people going to Southdale. Maybe they're going to a different, different mall or a different, different store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to a lot to to eat at uh, the Galleria, and when I go there, just about every day other than Monday, good luck finding a parking spot. Yeah, no, that area is a so disaster. That that's you know that's. Those are higher, you know, maybe higher end stores, you know, a lot of smaller specialty stores as opposed to going, you know, across the street to Southdale, uh, which does not look, um, or see, most of Southdale does not have heavy parking uh, as, it, as it once did. Maybe the side that now has... Um, lifetime fitness has got a little heavier parking than outside of Macy's. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, if you were going to go for a walk in a mall and didn't want to run into too many people, Southdale might be the might be the place to go. Unless you're going to the Apple Store, and the Apple Store is busy almost all the time. Um, but it's. Um, you know, just a little different uh, where people are spending money. I don't believe that the economy is going to fall off the cliff. Uh, I am not not of the belief that you know our the 
our currency is going to collapse. Um, so I'm I'm very positive, you know, longer longer term and even shorter term uh, on the on the on the strength of the U.S. economy. You still have have the fact that more people want to come to the United States than want to leave the United States. You still have you can still look as bad as uh, some people might might think. Uh, unemployment here in the United States is still on the on the low side. Now I could argue also that the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates too high uh, in their fight for for inflation and their Fed's efforts to slow things down. You know I could argue that the Fed seems to want higher unemployment because of their belief that if high, there's higher unemployment that will uh, negate some of the uh, wage inflation uh, because they want stable prices. Well, you can have stable prices, but they're now going to be at a higher level than they once they once were. Um, uh, but wage inflation, okay, now yeah, you've got wage inflation. Yes, there costs are are going up. Companies have been doing better, so wages would naturally go up. Yes, there's a demand for people to work because unemployment is low. By the same token, the jobs participation rate to me is still on the low side. It's only uh, 63%. It means a lot of people are not participating in the, in the labor force uh, that, that could be participating in the labor force. Um, you know, but again, I'm thinking, you know, from what I see, a lot of positive, positive to the to the stock market. Or excuse me, not well, there are positive to the stock market, but a lot of positives to the uh, to the U.S. economy, and I would not count the U.S. economy out. See, that's great to hear because a lot of people are terrified. There's no doubt about that. They're just afraid everything's coming apart at the same. Well, was it 2008? Things didn't do too well, and they. Well, the, if you go to two, 2008, it was only towards the end of two, 2008 uh -huh. when the mortgage market you know, blew up, and that was right before an election. It was, absolutely. That, I think, was the scary part for these people. Mm -hmm. It's like it's right before an election again. And who's, who's going who's gonna to come on, on? But in 2008, it was you know, only a few months before the election yeah, was, took place. Yes, right, when everything exactly. blew up, it was maybe six weeks before before the election. And what caused that? Why? I mean, was Why? It, did it have to do with the election? Was it no, it had, it had to do with a lot of stupidity on the on the part of some major brokerage firms that had been building for several years. Yeah, really I'll say good. major brokerage firms, major banks that decided, and this this always hurts uh, leverage. In the financial world, when you borrow a lot of money to buy to buy stuff to enhance, in that case, it was we want to enhance our yields, so we're going to uh, lever up, you know, five, six, seven times on mortgage mm -hmm. uh, securities, and when the value of those, you know, it's one thing when the value of the securities stays the same or goes up a little bit. 
uh, with interest rates falling down, uh, bond prices or mortgage prices can go up. And if you borrow money, you're enhancing your return or well, from the yield. And during that period of time, if you remember, uh, they were they were lending um, anybody that could breathe yeah, money that's true. to um, to put down on a house, whether or not you could continue paying for it. I mean, there are all kinds of kinds of stories out there that were, um, you know, bar bartenders with one job that were able to, you know, bartender making, you know. $30,000 a year um, with mortgage, you know, owning four or five properties uh, and barely able to be able to, to pay the, the mortgages because some of those properties were vacant because they all thought, oh, we can get these, buy these properties and rent them out to somebody, but they weren't being rented. Do you and, think the fact that it was very obvious that it was George W. Bush leaving and, and Barack Obama coming in, correct? Well, he came in, but this this all started, you know, before the election. This started right, but it was pretty obvious. Two thousand, most of it was starting in, in kind of peaked in two thousand six. Oh yeah, and yeah. in two thousand seven, you started seeing a lot of cracks in the, um. We'll call it collateralized mortgage bond yeah, market yeah. is where the cracks started occurring. Uh, the first time I saw something was when um, this one uh, hedge fund went to liquidate about 300 million of these CMOs, collateralized mortgage obligations, on the market. At the same time, more were being issued, and they had to take this fund had to take a haircut on the price of those bonds. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, uh, this is a little little bit of a problem. So that was in March of 2007. And I said, this is a problem waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then a month later, you had the bond prices going out, going down yields going up in these the mortgage market and then you started hearing about uh some of the banks calling uh, um, making margin calls and then it was um let's see was it merrill lynch i think merrill lynch made a, a margin call on some bonds in a um uh, a pension plan that Bear Stearns operated mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. those. And I was like, oh, this is not going to be pretty. And at the time I thought, well, I'm a, I don't have any relation or any investments in the collateralized mortgage obligation. I had no investments in housing-related companies. Um, I'm not an investor in bank bank stocks. Okay, I am going to be insulated from all this, all these problems. Well, and you started having problems first. It was with uh, Bear Stearns. Then there was some problems, a little problems with Merrill Lynch. Then there was Lehman Brothers, and that that kind of led into. So that was all through 2007, and then early in 2008, 
Bear Stearns uh, was going out of business, and J.P. Morgan ended up buying Bear Stearns, and they got government guarantees on those mortgage bonds. And then the year, as the year progressed, you now had some other issues. And in the middle of September of 2008, um, Lehman Brothers gets goes out of business, and uh, Merrill Lynch gets bought by Bank of America, um, backed by the by the government. And then the oh, very next yeah. day. Yeah. Stock market goes down and there's a big problem. Ooh, all these banks have some issues. And Secretary of the Treasury and uh, at the time, and uh, Ben Bernanke was running the Federal Reserve, have a go before Congress and say, well, if we could get 75, $75 billion from you guys, Real quick, we can solve this problems with all the banks. <laughs> yeah, seventy-five billion. And then we've got you're running for office, and you're a con- Congress person, and you're running for office. Oh well, if they're going to get seventy-five billion dollars to bail out these these banks and everybody else, we better show that we can deliver some more money to our constituency, and we won't. B- vote on a bailout bill unless we can get bike paths for northern Minnesota. Oh, my God, I remember that. So that kind of happened. George uh, Bush was, he he, he was kind of out. He kind of vacated the seat. Yeah, he did kind of. He Uh, he vacated his, or we call abdicated the throne starting in May because of all these problems. He did. Uh, John McCain was, did not have anything credible to solve the problem. And Barack Obama got got elected. And we started then having a lot of regulation. I mean, the banks did get bailed bailed out. And then, then a few other... Uh, companies got bailed out, including the auto auto companies. Yeah, and we had some more regulation, and just after that, stock market went down until about March of 2009, which was the bottom, and and things started getting a little little better in the stock market. Why did it wipe out the economy so badly in just a five month stretch? Well, the stock market got wiped out yeah. because the fear fear was. What's going to happen to the to the economy, and how are, are all the banks going to have have right, all these right. problems? Uh, are all how many banks have all these bonds, and the value of the bonds and the bonds went down? You know how many how many banks are holding all these mortgage bonds? Are these are they going to have to? What else are they going to have to sell uh, to meet the obligations? And the new regulations came out and said, hey. Banks have got to shore up their capital base. They got to go out and raise a lot of money. Right. Where's the money going to come from? When was Bernie Madoff's, uh, I guess, people's recognition of him? When did that peak? Well, that all happened in 2008. I thought so. That's <laughs> why I asked you that when, question. When the, that all, everything <clears throat> yeah. blew up after uh, all the big investment banks, all the big big banks that were deemed 
too big to fail. Mm -hmm. uh, all those guys got, got bailed out. And when the stock market went down and Bernie Madoff uh, and other people like him. Tom Betters. Oh, his, his, his was another story altogether. <laughs> but it was but kind Tom, of at the Tom same Petters time, was, No, Tom Petters, there was nothing... There was no there there, there to was, begin I, with. But that was kind of around 2008, wasn't it? Was it was also kind of around I 2008. But that was a rough burnt, period. Uh, but that was all, all yeah. took place between September 2008 and uh, January of 2009. That was tough, I remember. Well, I'll give you an example. I had a friend that um, lost about $17 million in the stock market that very time. And I walked into the drugstore one day, and his wife was in there, and she had some kind of Kosequin uh, or some damn thing, and she was trying to talk him down on the price. This is a woman that would just lost $17 million, and she couldn't afford to buy her Kosequin. Well, here, here's, here's, here's <laughs> oh, the... God. Now, did, some, did somebody lose $17 million? Mm -hmm. Because the, the value of their stock went down, or did they sell out at the bottom? Well, th there you go. That, because that, that's because there are an awful lot of people. Well, if if when things go down, the tendency is gotta sell because it's all gonna go to zero. Well, yeah. guess what? Things come down to a point and then they, they go back right. they go back up and you you um, you only lose money when you panic. And that was only a five-month period, from what you're saying. Yeah, it was a very, it was a short period mm -hmm. of time. It was a God tough a period of it time. Was, yeah. Um, and one of the things that, yeah, did the value of my clients' portfolios go down during that period of time? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and since I'm invested in the exact same things as my clients are, yes, it was difficult to watch things go down. However. Um, Keeping a you know up to thirty percent of my portfolio in cash when things are going down, guess who's got money to buy stuff? Yeah, I've got money to yeah. buy stuff. Right. Or you start looking, uh, as I said earlier, you know when things were going down, I thought, geez, I'm I'm insulated from all the problems in the housing market or the 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 house bond market because I don't have anything that's related to that. But when there's a margin call for all the people that have borrowed money uh, to enhance their yields, the good stuff gets sold off to meet those margin calls. And the good stuff goes, goes down, which allows, if you have cash during those periods of time, you can buy some pretty good companies on the, on the cheap. That's yeah. true then, and it's true today. But we're not going to go through anything like that again, it doesn't seem. In what, what, what period of time? Well, you yeah, can I mean, always, you yeah, can always right. have something like that happen. I mean, I've, I've found that most times when you have some significant sell-offs, a lot is caused by some type of government policy and or regulation on one hand. On the other, it's, it's caused by, uh, we'll say... Uh, Banks, so that could be uh, investment banks, commercial banks going overboard on a particular type of, an, of investment. And when I say going overboard, they try to leverage 
leverage up to take advantage of a situation. So leverage is okay. Extreme leverage, uh, not good because yeah, it might yeah. work on the way up in your favor, but on the way down, uh, a long, hard fall. It's very, <laughs> yeah. very difficult to recover from. But things are looking to me now, and I don't have the knowledge you have, but they look much better than they did six months ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, you know, I was, well, somebody said, said, have said, people have said to me through the years, you always walk around with a smile on your face. So walking around with a frown is going to get me <laughs> is anything <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah, Listen, there's always, um, uh, there, there's a commercial for one program on, on television, uh, Jim Cramer's mad money show oh yeah there's yeah and it and he's right on this there's a, a there's always a bull market somewhere and it's my job to find it uh yeah that is there's a bull market in something somewhere whether you whether it's smart to invest in some of those is is another story but yeah so it's just trying to find or i try to find um, where there's some opportunity in companies to me that make, make some sense or an economy that makes, makes some sense. So and I, there's places that that might make some sense that I want nothing to do with it. Where, where does the mortgage rate need to get to? Cause you said it's going to probably drop down maybe as low as what in the, well, I think, I think if the mortgage area. mortgage rates are right now, just a little under 8%, you're going to see, Mortgage rates, I believe, in the next two years, somewhere in the six percent area. Well, so that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a, a big boost, and that will really help the economy. I would assume. Yeah, it would help. Uh, you know, any type, anything related to housing is going to help help the economy. Uh, yeah, exactly. If yeah. you if you need a house uh, and you don't have one, somebody's got to build that house, and I think if you somebody has to build that house it's not going to be just it's not going to be officer dave is going to be building that house by himself you know the i mean he might look like he could build that the house. funny thing <laughs> is is i used to build houses <laughs> i didn't know that yes yeah, so i could they were dog houses no they were the, they, <laughs> they no. were the, they were the multi-million dollar and around lake minnetonka and the big ones yeah i mean that's um, but people are going to need a house. And if you need a house, look at all the stuff that goes in, into the house and how that filters through with it, through into the, into the economy. So you know, I look, I mean, because I, I think it's your fault because ever since you've been coming on talking about the economy and, and money and all that stuff on this show, people ask me all these questions. And I'm like, I don't know. Just direct them right to me. 952-925-5608. I'm, I'm not afraid to promote myself. <laughs> Need fancy Ray back in here to promote you. Yeah, Fancy Ray. Uh, fan, oh, yeah, Fancy Ray loved you. There's no question <laughs> about that. He, he thought you were terrific. No question about it. Um, so this is good news. I mean, it, it, I think a lot of people were just terrified. The people who were around, I cannot believe that was 15 years ago already. 
2015 look how, years look how fast ago. time goes. You had oh. dark, your, your hair was dark then. <laughs> That's Tevin, only because years. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had a little more hair. Tev, Tevin had a big fro back then. Actually, you're, you're not wrong. Oh, there you go. 2008. There you go. Am I calling it? There 2008. <laughs> I definitely had either had a fro or was just getting rid of it. That stuck oh, out. Right. I would play football and it would stick out the ear holes. <laughs> Yes. You know yeah. what? My hair was exactly the same as it is now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, That's the it. Tight. I, tight. Wait a minute. Was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law, and it may cause serious injury to you or others, or even death. That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Now, Josh, not a lot of people are talking in such a positive way. On the television shows, you know, whether it's the CNN or the Foxes of the world or whatever, and then they've got their financial shows on CNN and Fox too. I never hear them being this positive. Why? We make better ratings when the world is ending. <laughs> yeah, well, there's Don't your answer. You know? We're here to scare you and right. to selling everything. A long time time ago, I, you know, I'll say one of the smartest and best long term investors around, uh, Warren Buffett, would show up on right. different different programs. He'd be asked, 
and you know, very friendly, friendly way. Warren, you know, what do you what do you think of the market? Oh, it's 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 too high. Things are too expensive. And sure enough, on his words, that particular day, market would head, head down. He, oh, Warren says, yeah, it's yeah. too expensive. Sell, sell, sell. And then a few weeks later, they interview Warren again. Well, Warren, you know, the last time you were on here a few weeks ago, the market was down. Oh, geez, I was buying. There was I can't see why people were selling at the time. I was buying. Because oh. you told everybody that. Oh, yeah, right. here it is. Right. Let's get somebody to to come on, say the world is ending, and people will sell, and the smart people will say, eh, world's not ending. I'm going to buy, buy, buy what all the weak hands were, were selling. Now, in the, in the stock market, you can have, there's, there's a lot of other things going on because it's not just individuals making buy or sell decisions. You have machines making decisions uh, that are al algorithmic trading based on something that somebody had said. Oh, a Fed governor or in this, this report said interest rates are going up. Well, if interest rates are going up, we better sell stocks. We don't want to be buying stocks. We want to be either in cash or buying bonds if interest rates are going up. Now, I've made this, this point for a long time. If interest rates go up, bond values go down. So buying, so all you're doing is making an interest rate bet, but anybody that bought, bought bonds earlier this year, um, when interest rates were a little bit lower, they're losing money. Um, so you're, they have to wait for interest rates to come down to, to, make, to make some money. And that's not necessarily a bet that I'd want to make uh, because if interest rates do come down, stocks are going to do well. And if interest rates are going up, certain other stocks could also do well. So in other words, Josh, you're saying buy stocks. Yeah, be an owner of, of an asset and particularly of companies that... Um, you know, have rising sales and rising earnings and have a product or service that people want. Um, okay, this, this year, I'm not a, you know, buying retailers is very difficult. <clears throat> but this year, a little company called Walmart little company uh, did very well. Um, company like Target, not, not so well. Target is, you know, had come down and hit a, hit a low, it's recovered since their earnings. Um, Amazon, they have a product or service that people want and or need. Uh, last year in 2022, the stock sold off. I was, I was depressed about, about that. Amazon's a big holding of mine. I couldn't understand. Geez, people are spending money. Their retail business is doing well. Their advertising business is doing well. Their logistics business is doing well. Why is the stock going down? Well, Amazon Web Services was no longer growing at 30% a year, and uh, most uh, large shareholders were owning Amazon because of Amazon Web Services, not because of all the other businesses that Amazon 
operated. See, my wife works with AWS all the time. Mm -hmm. and Everyone does, whether they know it or not. <laughs> probably, yeah, I'm sure. So that's why I was like, oh, I understand that. Yeah, I mean, AWS, and, and this is, you know, that the, the fear from a lot of analysts is AWS is not going to grow anymore, or, or they're going to lose business to Microsoft's Azure or Google's cloud. Uh, I don't think so. To install that in any company and make that change very... Very right. difficult, time-consuming, time and exceedingly expensive. Right. It's not unscrewing a light bulb and swapping it out for LED. <laughs> no. you got to go through a whole process. No. Not, not, not at all. No. So I happen to like Amazon for that reason. I mean, other people like uh, Microsoft because of the growth in Azure. And now also Microsoft has become one of the leaders in generative artificial intelligence so like my father used, used used to say on occasion when he was pissed off at me you can be replaced <laughs> <laughs> well yeah see art generative artificial intelligence is the you can be replaced moment uh but i think it'll take a long time <laughs> daves until somebody can replace you uh probably not <clears throat> they repl they replace me all the time <laughs> There was something I heard about uh, about a month ago, and I was not allowed to tell anybody else about it, but now apparently the story's broken nationally. Amazon is getting into the car selling business. Yep. You found out. You know about this? Uh, yep. Amazon is going to sell some cars. So they're going to compete with, <laughs> they're going to compete with eBay. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of people say eBay sells cars. Yes, eBay is one of the largest sellers of cars around. What's that going to do to the dealerships around this country if they help start all the dealerships? Mm -hmm. It'll help them? Sure. Well, who's, 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 going to, who's going to, um, where are you going to go pick up your car? Is Amazon going to deliver your car to you? Like, you know, Carvana, Carvana says they're yeah, going to do? Right. No, you're going to, you're going to, Oh, I can get my car. Here's another place I can get my car on Amazon. And it so looks the like they're specifically selling Hyundais. Yeah, right. You know, they have a deal with Hyundai. Yeah, yeah well, they do. That's wonderful. Um, Hyundai is going to offer their cars through Amazon. So it's just another outlet for Hyundai to sell cars. I'm mm -hmm. going to order it there. Where am I going to pick up my Hyundai? I've got to go to the Hyundai dealership to pick up that car. Yeah. Or maybe the dealership brings it to my house. So and Amazon is going to collect a little piece, or as they say, I want a little taste of that. You're going to give me a little taste of that. <laughs> this is really called CNN. I don't know. They, they don't say who said this. Uh, even if this is only useful for minimizing interactions with car salesmen, count me in. That's Whoa. a little cold. So is that going to hurt car salesmen? Are they even going to ha need car salesmen anymore? I don't know. Um, car salesmen that I know still sell a lot of cars. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're still going to need car salesmen because there are a lot of people that go, I've never driven this car before. Yeah. I yeah. need to hands-on go see it. But the actual transaction process of it, yeah, you not really need a car salesman for that so i mean i would say the car salesman don't like the the final deal 
hey, if we could if we could move all that paperwork to somebody yeah. else, then I could oh. go sell more cars. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing is the paperwork is probably ninety five percent of I, the sale. You know, for mm. for the likes of Carvana, I I didn't see a lot of dealerships closing because there's no, Carvana. Correct. Uh, that's getting bigger and bigger too, isn't it? Carbon, I don't think not, so. not really. Not really. Oh, no, it kind of plateaued okay. a few years ago. I mm -hmm. feel like. Oh, did it? Yeah. Now it's just. No, I mean, I've, it's. You know, it's, if you want to buy a car, you can go out, you go to a dealership, mm -hmm. and and buy a car. The dealerships have made more money on servicing cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rather true. than selling selling cars, um, maybe the number of dealership owners. You know, so there are not as many individual. Um, there, dealer. Well, I mean, there are a lot of different car dealerships around, but they're instead of being owned, you know, by several people, they're owned by one large company. Yeah. So, you know, just just like in the in the Twin Cities, there are just a, a few people that own all the dealerships, or a few yeah, companies right. that own all the dealerships. Well, Luther only owns what forty five dealerships. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah. Well, it's like whoa. The large dealerships have teams of people that purchase cars from the smaller mm -hmm. mom and pop dealerships because yeah. they're yeah. like, oh, we can get this good deal, and now we're just going to turn around and sell it on ours, right. and so they mm -hmm. yeah drive the market that way. How many yeah. how many dealerships does Walzer have now? I have no idea, but they're building a ton of them. They, they are, yeah. yeah, they have they have a ton of spots. They're pretty much anywhere you drive, you can yeah. pass a Walzer dealership. And all and all of this stuff. Help helps another little company mm -hmm. called Copart. Right. It's it's an amazing story. The life has changed quite a bit. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to continue to change. Yes, it will. So what else can they do in the car business? So basically just bring the stuff to your house and build it in your garage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honest to God. Well, that happened a long time ago. People built cars yeah, in their garage. Did. They yep. did. When you, could, when you could build a car in your garage. When yep. You, didn't need 85 million computers to run the car. Well, now, you could probably go back and build a car just like that. Yeah. Don't know whether it'd be uh, street legal. Well, the, funny, the funny thing is, is I know just enough to really wreck a car. Really <laughs> make it not run. Would you ride in a car that I built? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. There you go. That's <laughs> the, there's your answer. No, well, I got to be honest. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> do you know what a screwdriver is? No, I do not. <laughs> I, well, I told you the story the other day. I told Josh's story the other day. When I was drafted back in 1968, I think it was 69 maybe, I was drafted in the Marine Corps. So I go in for my physical. ended up I had a double hernia from lifting weights. So they said, you can't come in. So I never did go in the service, but there was a seven, series of seven tests that you had to take, right? And Sergeant H-A-I-G-H-T, Sergeant Hate, <laughs> calls me into his office. He goes, what kind of bullshit are you trying to pull? I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you're testing. What are you, what are you trying to get out of this? What are you doing? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, well, let me show you something. He takes out the seven different tests. He goes... The first six, you aced every one of them. Just nailed them. The seventh one, you failed miserably. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I said, no, I didn't. What's the seventh one? He goes, mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, yeah, you're right. I didn't, I didn't fake that one. I got no idea. What and if there was one test that I wasn't going to fake, I'd rather be a mechanic in the army than the guy on the <laughs> yeah. front line. So he's getting his head blown off. Yeah. Yeah, I had no. He said my answers were so far off the mark. I got, I to this day, I got no idea. Mm. No. I mean, Andy can tell you that anything needs to be put together at our house mm -hmm. when he was a kid. It wasn't me putting it together. Oh, no. And my dad's side of the family, they're all the type where if my car is making a funny sound, I just tell them what sound it is and they go, oh, yeah, do X, yeah. Y, Z and it'll yeah. fix itself. Mm. And I'm, you could, I can't even change my own oil. No. <laughs> See, I, I'm not a I'd car guy. love to do that stuff, changing my own oil. I am not built to change well no, no you were oh, yeah, no. i had an 84 ford pickup i couldn't get my hand in to get the <laughs> oil filter off on that truck i mean that's like well yeah, on these days oh well yeah now to take the entire engine out in order to get it half of the yep. stuff yeah oh. there was a car that i had where yeah you had to remove just to change the light bulb you had to remove six things from yeah. under the hood <laughs> just to get to the light bulb it was a Disaster. Yep. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why I never had any interest in it because they made it harder and harder. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this crap. But oh, seriously, that's... just take it in. Yep. Keep the mm. economy moving. Yeah, Here are exactly. things I'm good at. <laughs> Here are things I'm not good at. You hire those people that to do things that you're not good at. So basically, I could fix a car if I could just stand in front of it and talk to it. Then I could fix there it. There you go. <laughs> Now that is that would be a use for generative artificial <laughs> intelligence. Yep. Exactly. That's exactly right. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I, I, I feel much happier about this whole deal now because, as I said, because, you know, some people know who I am. They'll come up to me on the streets going, Tom, is the economy going to collapse? Or, I mean, what are you doing? I said, I will ask people who know because I have no idea. Okay, what kind of thing. Here, here, here it is. You, the economy is not going to collapse. This weekend, the, which is typically a horrible weekend in Las Vegas. Oh, the F1? <clears throat> booked. Yeah. Booked. Now, it's booked primarily for the high-end people. Um, is it because it's before Thanksgiving? Yeah, typically the weekend yeah, before okay. Thanksgiving in Las Vegas right. is, is a lous lousy week. But because of Formula One coming to uh, Las Vegas this, uh, this, this weekend, it's going to increase the revenue for most of the casino companies, uh, at least they've said at least 5% for this uh, calendar quarter for which will translate mm -hmm. into better sales and better earnings. And that, you know, that could continue going forward. But that's 
That's huge. Um, Formula One is going to bring in that much money, that many people. Yes, over yeah. a three-day period. <clears throat> they say huge. Um, that is, we'll call it, that's an experience type of investment or experience <clears throat> that people want to go to, different from going to Walmart or, or Target to get underwear. We want to spend on this experience. Um, you know, my, uh, I'll say, my significant other's daughter there you go. is a Swifty. Mm-hmm. What oh. a shock. Mm. <laughs> okay. Loves Taylor. Taylor Swift has been to concerts all over the country. Again, here's Taylor. Taylor Swift is now a billionaire. Mm-hmm. People want to go to her concerts, have that experience. Here's a company, uh, Live Entertainment, which sells and it also does Ticketmaster and a few other things, puts on concerts. They've done very, very well over the last several years. People want to spend money on experiences, not on buying underwear. So that part of the economy looks good. How do I get to, you know, to this concert? Well, if it's local, I'm not going to take my car and park. I'm going to take Uber or or a Lyft. Mm-hmm. Nobody uses cabs anymore, but I'm going to take an take an Uber. And there's another company that you know is experiential, or right. uh, you know, so that benefits. Or as we said, or I said earlier, I'm going to check out on Expedia or. Bookings.com, formerly known as Priceline, right. to, to book my flights or you know hotel or Airbnb or or Verbo uh, to go someplace else. So that's the experience, and that type of thing is I think is only going to increase, not decrease. Yeah, I would think that's probably true. I would imagine we got about five, four or five minutes. Any other subjects you'd like to bring up to Josh? I like the fact that the economy is not going to collapse. I like that. That works for me. You know what I mean? A lot of people are worried about that, though. So I'm sure if they're listening right now, they're in a much more even keel manner than... Because uh, why don't people... Maybe you can close with this one. Why isn't there... And you talked about this earlier. It's about driving listenership and ratings mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. They have no interest in making you feel better about anything. Right. The worse you feel, the bigger their numbers get. Will there be anybody on national television going on and saying, hey, the economy's not going to collapse, don't worry about it? Will, no. They just won't do that, will they? No. I mean, That's it, a horrible you start, thing to you start, start even looking at all the, all the people that are running for office yeah. and what they're, what they're saying. Yep. I'm going to fight for you. We need to, in you know... You know, the guy who is uh, running things now is running the economy down. Mm-hmm. If I come in, I'm going to change change the economy. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> You're not how are you going to do that? <laughs> how are you going to do that? Because the, the way you can get the economy better is, at least in my view, is you reduce taxes 
and cut certain regulations. And in particular, if you cut the tax on capital gains, one that frees up, allows people to sell things that they might have accumulated because it's a lower tax rate, so they're not keeping it. If you lower people's income taxes or make a some type of flat tax, mm -hmm. <clears throat> they have more money to, to spend and or create another another business, which will hire people who will pay pay taxes, which goes to one of my things. Oh, Jeff pay, Jeff Bezos doesn't pay his fair share in taxes. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, he does. Yeah, he, he does, does pay yeah. his fair share in taxes, and he pays a lot in taxes. Plus, he happened to create a small business that employs just a few yeah. people. <clears throat> And other businesses have been created created off of that. Yep. Wonderful. I'm happy. You know, that type of thing ex excites me. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing though, because you've just said that, uh, Dave, you stand in front of him. You was right. Meeting mm -hmm. was left and Andy behind him, because you just talked about lowering taxes in Minnesota. You could be physically attacked mm -hmm. leaving this yeah. building. And, and also to defend you for saying that Jeff Bezos pays his fair yeah. share in taxes, uh -oh. he paid, he wrote a check, very small amount, $1.4 billion in personal federal taxes. So Jesus. I think he paid more than enough. Uh, $1.4 billion. Yes, billion with a B. Well, in, it's, kind of, it's a symmetric taxes. trickery thing. Because but he didn't pay his fair share. I no. think he paid more than his <laughs> fair share. It has something to do with, like, he doesn't pay um, personal income tax. No, I'm, I'm just one of those. And the only tax people. that I don't mind seeing increase is my property taxes because... Yeah. Your property is worth more than my property is worth more. I can see where a lot of the property taxes mm -hmm. go to Im in improve uh, bridges, roads, um, and services, as well as education in my hometown, so to speak. Andy, what, you were making a point. Oh, no, it doesn't really matter. Oh, you want to get out the door? Is that... <laughs> well, there is that. It's, it's like at the end of the end of class when the teacher asks any questions, and everyone's like, "No, no, no, no. We, we want to go yeah. home." All right, that's gonna do. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>